Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the leaders and businesses behind the meteoric rise of Bentonville, one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities in America's heartland, nestled in the Ozarks of Northwest Arkansas. I'm James Bell, and I'm your host, and I'm delighted to share the studio today with Josh Kyles and Mary Best from Ledger, which is opening soon in Bentonville as a destination workplace representing the office of the future. And I'll add the world's first bikeable building. Mary is director of operations and workplace experience, and Josh is the mastermind and developer behind Ledger. Josh and Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you, James. Hey, let's get started with one of my favorite questions, which is, will each of you just tell me about yourselves? Uh, In particular, I'd love to hear about your backgrounds and what you're most passionate about. Go ahead, Mary. All right. I have a background in hospitality. actually studied pastries and baking. Took that to San Francisco to do nothing with it. Um, And I started in destination workplace making in San Francisco. So my career has been to create uh, desirable work environments that draw people in, uh, leveraging less square footage per person, but creating amenity-rich environments. I did that in San Francisco, Kansas City, for small companies to large companies like Fortune 500 companies. Uh, and most recently was at T-Mobile, um, where about a year and a half ago, I moved to Northwest Arkansas to create a destination workplace within Ledger. James, I've been here since I attended the U of A. Um, <laughs> my senior year at the U of A, I bought a piece of property that's half a mile from where we're actually sitting right now called Rainbow Curve. Um, I was with a group that bought that. And it was at the time that the vendors were moving um, with the dictation of Walmart saying they wanted somebody with a decision making here. So the offices were starting. So I started developing offices here and healthcare in Texas 22 years ago now. And I've been fortunate to raise my family here and be able to build and develop offices here and abroad. But I've always got to stay here. Very cool. Hey, uh, Mary, will you share with the audience what led you to join the Ledger team? I mean, he's sitting right next to me, Josh Kyles. <laughs> um, I think, but truthfully, sitting with people who not only, because Josh is a developer and investor and, you know, owner of the project. And I think one of the key things was to have the owner's ear and to have them saying, this is what we want. We want a flexible work environment. We're not just putting up a building and just, you know, filling with leases. We want it to be something more. And that is something that was I was drawn to because he writes the checks and he makes the decisions and he's a believer to of this of this dream of workplace and real estate can actually give back to the community and that's what I wanted to be a part of and I I saw it and I was like I got to get here um, and I would have never thought in a million years I'd move to Northwest Arkansas from I was grew up in Kansas City I was in San Francisco and I fell in love here and have every day just fall more in love with this place too. Very cool. Well, the answer is always right when your boss is sitting next to you. Yes. <laughs> I'm not the boss. But, but it is, uh, you know, it must be very exciting yeah, to be is, attached it, to such a cool project. You know, it's Northwest Arkansas is just this amazing place that is primed for growth. And 
we can kind of learn from others' mistakes and mm-hmm. take it slow, but also go fast. And if you're here and you're part of it, which I think you are, you get to see that every day and you're like, oh, this is, it's, it, it's something like you've never got to experience before. We're, we're learning entities along the way, but we're able to make quick decisions. And innovation is really prevalent here. It is. Uh, it absolutely has been all over the country, lived all over the country, and everything you said is spot on. Josh, your turn. Talk about what <laughs> led you to build Ledger. In fact, what compelled you to build this project? And I guess I, I kind of know the why in Bentonville now, but why Bentonville? Yeah, there was really no other choice. I, I love Bentonville. I lived downtown for years, got to raise my children there. The reason why it was a long journey and there's a lot of smarter people than me that had have contributed their talents to this. Um, this is a concept that was coming along from one of the original people that started working it, which is WeWork. Mm-hmm. And the land owned over here that I told you about, there was probably a half a million square feet of office. And something we noticed was not that the tenants could help it, but their business would grow and shrink over time. So they'd have a 10 year lease and three years in, we'd be tearing out space, tearing out sheetrock walls and that. And it became a running joke that we really needed to be the dumpster company. And it was just wasteful. So we tried to figure out, okay, how could, because they were wonderful tenants. So we always tried to help them. And it was not, you know, always a money thing. They just had, they couldn't go into 10,000 feet for three people. So we tried to figure out what if we did something where they could grow and shrink with, and, and we could provide whatever they needed for them. Part of that was we had to take them designing it out of their hands because a lot of corporate companies said we can design it better. So we had to put our foot down and say, okay, we're going to design it. We went out and we tried to find the best. And I feel like we did find mm-hmm. the best in the country. Um, sure. Our design team is unmatched. We have Michelle Rochkin, um, Marlon Blackwell, and then Christian Callahan and, Harry, and Haruka Harich. They all have their unique backgrounds, but it's kind of like the all-stars of all-stars teams. They, some of them have great vision. Some of them have doctorates in workplace psychology. Um, and so you had all these aspects of people in a room. And I think something that was speaks to Bentonville is we did it the same way as they've done it here for years. I think something that people that come in don't understand is that when I was a kid at the U of A, you would still see Don Tyson at dinner, hanging out with Mark Simmons, hanging out. And, you know, and these people were all friends. They were competitors, but they were friends and they would do anything in the world to help the other ones out. And that's how this project from the very beginning, we didn't do it traditionally. We didn't go out and harp bid. We went and said, these are the best in the trades we need mm. and put them in a room and said, okay, this is the size of the project. What do you need to make? And they gave us that number. And then we all worked together to come up with the plans and the engineers and architects. And we had a running rule that if you didn't contribute to the table, we would ask you to leave, but everybody had the same seat at the table. So if it was the plumber or if it was the electrician, they had the same input as the architect that just won the national award for the gold mm. award. And I love Marlon, but he Everybody accepting that, our goal was always to produce something that was different and better than it had ever been done. And to this day, I think if you walk the job, you can feel the difference in that building. Them guys take pride. I tell people one of my favorite times as I was walking on the weekend, I was doing my run, actually, and a Saturday morning, and I saw some guys that worked on the job with their kids by the fence showing them. That's what you want to create, where that sense of ownership and pride travels through to every person that touches that job. Well, I can tell you as somebody who doesn't get to touch the job that I sometimes go out of my way (laughs) just to see it, even though it's a day later. And I know that for me, I'm not going to be able to see, you know, the difference, but it's just such a cool building. I make sure I take everybody by it when they come to town and some people when they're in town, just to make sure they didn't miss it. You know, this is something we'll discuss more in a bit, but the intentionality behind every 
facet of the building. I love that, especially the way you have embedded it and connected it to the uh, the Bentonville community. Will you go into more depth about Ledger? We talk about the bi- some of the highlights, the bikeability, the art, flexible workspaces, whatever you think is important in that thing. I mean, it's all important or we wouldn't include it, right? I would say from my perspective, you know, the workplace side of what we're offering is this uh, approachable access to class A real estate. And that's something whereas small companies to large corporations can now have equal kind of footing and to get in the door to say, I want my my HQ to have Bentonville, a 72712 zip mm-hmm. code, right? And I, I love that about what we can offer is as simple as a you know day pass to a, a an entry level membership, you can start to launch your your company, your dreams from downtown Bentonville now. Um, and that just you didn't have it. You don't have tons of additional real estate for small companies to pop into. And it's really you know kind of creating this environment for the coffee shop worker to expand outside of the coffee shop. But also there is a coffee shop inside of our building. So sure. <laughs> so both of those things, yeah. Cool. Well, let's talk about the art part. Yeah. The architecture of Ledger to me is art, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, it's not just art itself. It's an immense collection of art. Let's start with you know, the Ledger critters. Um, hearing about them the last couple of years was really cool, but finally got to do the hard hat tour in, in July. Thank you all for uh, letting us at the chamber do that. That Seeing them for the first time in person. That was really fascinating. Those are They're so cool. cool. They have they, a wow factor. They, they do. So tell our audience, what's the deal with the bugs and their <laughs> jewels? And how did you acquire these critters? There was a gentleman that came to town who was friends with our, our, our star architect from Mexico. <laughs> um, he travels, the, he literally runs a circuit, it seems like yeah. anymore. He's a burning man a couple of weeks ago. He'll be, a, they just, and one of his friends came to just ride mountain bikes. And Another friend of his was had the installation at Momentary. So he called him up and he's like, I saw this here. And we had finished our ride in the one morning and we were having a cup of hot cocoa because it was cold. We had ice on our handlebars that morning and I'm standing by the fire. And another close the friend of mine came up and started talking to him about it. And Stefan is who did the uh, the concept for the buzz. Stefan Sagmeister, who's world-renowned graphic designer, has done stuff with the Stones and Aerosmith and album covers, just amazing. And he uh, he said, I want to do something here. I want to do something. Maybe it's still the capitalist life. Like, I don't know that, you know, that's in our budget. More than he just wanted to contribute. So we came to an agreement and uh, it was his concept. And if you'd like, you can go through the concept of unloaded here. Yeah. The critters are Ozark bugs. Mm -hmm. And so for the listener, the viewer, they are literally bugs that you often overlook, right? Who often stops and sees the beauty of a bug? And so then Stefan paired it with something that people sometimes over uh, exaggerate and give uh, excessive beauty to, which is these gems. And both of them are, are paired together. And we didn't just paint them onto the ramps. Um, so uh, the viewers know they are public accessible. They are on the ramps. They take you all the way from the bottom of the breezeway up to the top. And like Josh will say that all the time, we didn't just, well, he's like, are we going to paint these on here? What are we going to do with them? No, they're hand tiled mosaics that then we had to work with our construction crew to inlay them into the ramp so that they're flush. Mm-hmm. But when you see them, you'll see and you'll understand that. But these these critters are paired with these gems. They're crawling up the ramp. There's 90 something of them. And when you get to the top, they tell you that now is better. And it's this ethos and this story around now is the best time to be alive. It, it actually plays on a lot of Stefan's other work, 
but it's that these bugs are doing the work to create something that's bigger and better for everyone. Um, and, you know, to see that work being put in and it's, it, it's, it's, uh, represents like the work we do in the building, um, from the, the worker that we have taking a membership to the people who built the building. Like you said, like all of this is knowing the magnitude of the project and the work that is, uh, kind of put into it. It's not just these fancy gems. It's not just the end product. It's the work that everyone does to get us there. Um, and, and it creates a now is better moment. So cool. Yeah, I took pictures of, uh, of a number of them. And what was remarkable is when I looked at the pictures later, it looked like the jewels were just stood out from the bugs. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool, yep. the, the effect that it had. But She I mean, glazed over the, the, the painting. So me being the construction background, <laughs> I've been, and I'm like, how are we going to get these bugs on this ramp? Will they stay? We're riding uh-huh. bikes on it because we're riding our bikes on it. And he, I remember Stefan saying, oh, don't you know Michael Meyer? He's like the fifth generation mosaic from Munich, Germany. I ski with him all the time. And I'm like, no, don't know that. <laughs> um, but their family did these oh, and created them by hand. Yeah, now I know Michael and I'll know Michael forever. And he's a wonderful man. And they handmade these. Uh, they handmade the tiles. They handmade these. An artist in New York drew them. They tip them upside down on a mirror and hand laid every one of them little pieces of tile that you saw, put them on the webbing sent the guys over from Germany to lay them in the concrete. Our Napoltz construction crew figured out to make templates out of cutting boards and put in the concrete when they were laying it within a millimeter of what the size were for each specific one. Um, That kind of stuff is what, to me, is the beauty of it, is that the guy that worked out the system for the cutting board is a superintendent that's worked for Napoltz for 20 years and still is pouring concrete today. And we went to him and said, how can we do this, Andy? And Andy was like, give me a couple weeks. And he tested and tested and came back and it wasn't an engineer or an architect or anybody else. It was the guy that actually was pushing the mud that morning. Does that make sense? And relying upon his expertise. And now he has a legacy in that building. Mm -hmm. That is too cool. Um, Yeah. Um, I think we keep saying bikeability and I think we need to address what that means to people who don't know. That would be great. If you don't know Northwest Arkansas and Bentonville is the mountain biking capital of the world. And so Josh just set out to build a building he had to make it completely bikeable, which of means course. that from through the breezeway and then up the ramps, you can bike to every single floor. So there's six floors of a building plus a roof deck and you can ride your bike all the way up to the sixth floor terrace. And if you're really crazy, I guess you could carry it up. You know, I, there's enduro racers, I think, that do stuff like that. I think it's cyclocross. Cyclocross, <laughs> that's the one, yeah. But if you're if you're up for it. So it's a three-fourths of a mile from top... Uh, from bottom to top and back down. So round trip and what, 12 feet wide. And so, and then that's where the bugs sit. So they're part of your journey. You you pass them on your way up, but don't worry. It's very easy, very breezy. It's less than a 5% grade, which in that making the building bikeable, one of the things that people don't really talk about is the entire building then is ADA compliant and accessible. Mm -hmm. So someone can buy a roll up the ramps with whatever, you know, system they need, which is really cool. Absolutely. Um, maybe there's a, a bike race in your know, uh, oh, future. I don't know. The, the insurance people may not <laughs> like that. Um, I, I, I can't take all the credit. There was other owners and architects that had input on the bikeability also. <laughs> but to the intentionality that you spoke to, I remember as she was telling that, that one of the days in New York, we had a loft rented and they had taped different radiuses off for how big to make the ramps. So they were mm-hmm. not too big, 
because you wanted to seem active, but not too small, where it's crowded with bikes. And we were inside this loft in New York and downtown in the meat district, meatpacking district, making tur- circles with each other and bicycles on these different <laughs> lanes, trying to see which was the perfect radius for the, the ramp to be. <laughs> it goes 12 foot six is what we came out with. Intentionality. There, we could have a whole podcast on problems we solve by putting the right people in the right room. From how do you water plants dangling off the side of a building to what kind of gate can take the impact of a bike rider going down a ramp? Like every single thing is like, we built a brand new building, never been done before. So that means a lot of meetings, which is Josh's favorite thing of getting the right people in the right room. But when you do that, then it comes out to be what Ledger is, which is absolutely remarkable. So cool. Uh, Let's talk about one more aspect of of art in the building. So to me, conference rooms are boring. Mm -hmm. What happens in conference rooms is usually pretty boring, but not yours. Tell me about or tell our audience about how you're highlighting the local art community through your conference rooms. Yeah, well, I'll take it one step back um, because we haven't touched on the, you know, kind of workspace on demand element of Ledger, which we do have 32 bookable rooms to the public. You don't have to be a member. Uh, You just have to be able to use the website and uh, you can book a room at any time. And what we did instead of just having you book room A636, you know, we went and worked with our partners at Cash and they helped us uh, cultivate a group of artists who we then gave every artist a room and they created a unique piece for that room and we named the room after the artist. So now when you go into the app or the website and you look at booking rooms, the 10 person room might be called the Turner or the Templeton. Um, and that's actually named after the artist who created the works of art. And they range from, you know, photography art to full sculptures to clothes made out of tissue paper. It's absolutely amazing. And every single artist is local. And within from this region, there's an art, uh, there's a room that is called the chicken coop because they're literally these girls that make chickens. And so they're literally, they're giant felt and chicken wire chickens. And there's art in the room that there's little chickens around the room. And so it's, it's really fun. And it's a really great way of us giving the rooms and our space again, back to the community, which is one of the reasons I wanted to be a part of this project was we had investors and developers who said, this building should reflect, be a mirror. um, And we should, the community should see themselves here. And that goes back from the architect's design of creating a clear glass building is it should be a, a, a playful balance of, you know, what's happening inside is happening outside. And this is not a silo that no one knows or understands or sees in anything that's going on in here. This is a see-through building. This is transparent. It matches the elements of what's around it. Even from the design team creating the color scheme within the furniture and tile on the ground floor, it's more earth and uh, hunter greens and, and woods and, and darker kind of richer colors. And as you go up to the build, top of the building, you get blues and yellows and playful whites because it's, again, mirroring what you see outside. So much intentionality. Mm-hmm. Just, I love it. Uh, speaking of intentionality, what are some of the ways, some more ways that Ledger is connected into the fabric of the Bentonville community, including some maybe the not so obvious intentional things like not having a restaurant in the building? Could mm. you talk about that? Yeah, I think that's one of Josh's like key things. So. Josh wanted to make sure, and this is something he should talk about, is that we're part of an ecosystem and part of something bigger than us. If you go to our website, you see like that's, we, we claim that we are part of something bigger than us. We're not a siloed experience. And that was something that was, so through that intentionality of like, even how we set up 
and created our retail spaces and, and offerings, we wanted people to create movement. You want to speak about the movement and how we want that? Yeah, we, we always wanted to make sure that, you know, back to what we talked about being good stewards for our community. We didn't want to take from our community. We have so many great local partners and that, mm-hmm. that contribute downtown and that have been part of my fabric. And I wanted to help support them with the building and, and fill the voids that we felt were there and contribute to them. So if we can bring 500 people downtown every day, that's 500 people eating downtown in the restaurants and that. And I think we have wonderful sit-down restaurants. I know most of the people down there. Um, things like that. Let's let everybody and other companies have embraced it. Um, mm-hmm. Bo Autry and then they're doing the motto across the street are going to have no meeting rooms. They're going to just send the people across. And to be able to work back and forth with all these people, it's neat when people see this and go, this makes sense. And when you come I don't want somebody locked in a room in a silo on an island all day. I want them to do their meeting and go walk and eat because they need to be outside and then come back and go to the next place and go here and do these things. And I think we tried to take it not only through the restaurants, but through the offerings, the the sizes of our offerings. Of We have up to rooms for 70 people. We have an event space that can fit up to 999, but we intentionally tried to fit into the voids that were with everybody else that aren't ours, but we also want to be part of their system. That's perfect. There was a time when I used to travel, fly 150,000 miles a year to travel. And all I did was went into buildings and left buildings and back to the airport. But I didn't see any of any place in that way, really. And just thinking about the opportunity to go somewhere and meet and be able to go out in the community and really being involved in buildings that are a part of the community makes me uh, yeah. think even more about <laughs> what I missed there. And, and, and you're not alone in that, right? How many people fly in? Yeah. sit in the building, and they don't ever experience any element of what that city has to offer. And so if we're going to say, come fly in, have a meeting, and that's probably why they're here for, well, what if we also met them there and said, well, what if you wanted to try a bike out? You know, Specialized is building a, a bike uh, experience center mm-hmm. on the first floor where they can actually test a bike and ride up the ramps. Um, so maybe between that, you know, they have 20 minutes between a meeting they can go now experience something that Bentonville in itself wants people to be on bikes. And now they can do it and test it out, try the bikes out. Then, you know, we know that that's going to, they're going to get hooked um, and they're going to go and try the trails. We love to say that we're an extension of X. We're an extension of the coffee experience, extension of the art experience, extension of the bike experience here. We are not a one size fits all. We do not check every box and we don't want to. Awesome. Well, I've been reading about and hearing about some of the businesses that are going to be spotting up in uh, in Ledger. Can you tell me about them? Yeah. You want me to? Go ahead. <laughs> well, you got to talk about your favorite. Um, so I'll talk about Merton's Eye and Optical. They are mm-hmm. a local optometrist based out of Fayetteville, and they're going to create a flagship optometry. And that's going to service downtown Bentonville. But what a great thing, too, is how often do you need to run to your doctor's eye doctor appointment? Now you can walk downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in the heart of downtown Bentonville. Super convenient. Pretty amazing. So that's one of them. Josh. And Allison's just really a good person. Allison she's really cool. Amazing. I love her. Uh, she's great. Specialized? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've been very fortunate. I've I've rode specialized bikes forever and they got the vision. Um, they're very interconnected into Bentonville. For people that are in Bentonville know that. Um, and the minute that we started talking about it, we wanted to find a partner that would embrace what Bentonville is and getting people here. So now what the Experience Center in a nutshell, kind of is, is that people that they intentionally have here that stumble upon it can experience what being on a mountain bike, a gravel bike, a road bike, whatever it be, we have enough diversity. 
huh? Commuter bikes. Commuter bikes. Oh, yes. Commuter <laughs> bikes. Um, I rock my commuter. And we we're, we're we're fortunate that we have that diversity in trails here. Where most of the places in the country, they might have gravel, uh, you know, gravel and maybe road, but they don't have mountain. Or they might have mountain, but they sure don't have gravel in. So to have that diversity, and they they will end up flying VIPs in and say, okay, go ride the four bikes we have that fit in your class in Bentonville. There's enough close to downhill. There's enough enduro. And they can try the four different bikes that they may be thinking and go back home and buy it from their local place, which is something that was important to yeah. me. They're not selling bikes out of this shop. They're letting people experience their bikes in the right atmosphere so they know which one to do. And to me, that was still supporting wherever they came from, whether it be Aspen, Boulder, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wherever the person came, they'll still go back to that local shop and buy. Wow. I mean, that says so much about ledger and about the bittenville community that specialized would do that here they have two other shops mm-hmm. right correct santa cruz and boulder yeah mm-hmm. that's great what does a building like this mean to bittenville oh i want to talk about one more retail oh, yeah, please yes. um so we also have airship coffee oh yes so that was just recently announced and so you know honestly what worker doesn't uh, run on caffeine and coffee but to kind of just tease it a little bit so it's coffee in the morning and thinks cocktails in the evening they're also doing a grab-and-go concept. Um, so again, they are paired well with the thinking of the the users on the go. Mm-hmm. Um, so thinking of easy, grabbable snacks, smoothies, shakes, things like that, that someone can consume on a bike or on their next, uh, going to their next meeting or anything like that. And then, of course, we're a bikeable building, so we couldn't just have them walk inside. You actually can bike up and order your airship right before you hit the ramp. So it's of course. exciting. <laughs> Walk up window and Mark and his team are wonderful people. It's back to like Allison. We, I, I like to do business with people that are good people and Mark's a great guy and his team's amazing. Really good. People. Excellent. Well, that question uh, from a moment ago then, what does a building like Ledger mean to Bentonville? I think we've talked about a lot of it, but is there anything else you want to share with respect to that question? We hope that um, or on the development side, we hope on the architecture side, that it starts to set the bar for not just our Bentonville or Arkansas or the region, mm-hmm. but where people look at it and say, this is what can be done. Here's the interaction that can be had. Here's how it's done right. It's kind of like a lot of other things in Bentonville. Um, they, we have a running joke that I'm probably a 72712 guy. <laughs> and to me, that means you do it the best you can and better, not to, better than the area or better than the state, but the best it can mm-hmm. be done. Best is a pretty darn good standard. Yeah. Okay, some short questions. Who is a, well, you've talked about some of them, but who's an ideal business or worker for Ledger? All of the above. I mean, tr- truthfully, you know, from as someone who's just flying in for the day, can mm-hmm. grab a day pass to, you know, you just started your next big idea and you're kind of wanting to, to get out of the, does my Wi-Fi connect at the local coffee shop to the big corporation who wants to take a whole floor. We have membership agreements that can take you day by day, month by month, year by year. And then the farther you get away from the front door, the more traditional and lease style you get, but you get access to the rest of the building. And you have to, and that, that's the benefit is we see that uh, someone taking a full lease on a, a building on a floor ha- gets to take 30% less square feet than they would anywhere else because we built in those 32 meeting rooms, those uh, pantries, those shared space, those collaborative work environments that they just get to embrace and be a part of because it's part of Ledger building. That's one caveat. If they're good people. If they're good people. Mm-hmm. Love the caveat. Yeah. That's uh, who I like to attract to Bentonville is good people. So 
Isn't it amazing that we have this stickiness that most of the people that come and stay in Bentonville are good people still? Mm-hmm. It, it's true. I've had this conversation with so many people about they are really are good people who are forward thinking, who without a script, just want to build mm-hmm. and make a place better and be part of the community. And it's something I haven't experienced anywhere I, it, it was before it was I'm pointing at uh, Josh for anyone who is just listening because you are truly one of those people well yes we, we have all been instilled to be the good stewards from what we've been given but mm-hmm. it was the people before us like we talked about that I grew up seeing around sure. here and, and seeing them and how they cared for their community and neighbors and would help their competitor out if they needed help that's what I hope my kids see growing up here that's awesome we could almost end the whole podcast right there, but I've got a couple more questions. <laughs> um, when does the building open? We will open to members. So member means I have a space in the building, mm-hmm. October 17th this year. So super soon. Uh, and then public will be rolling in uh, in November. And then event space and some of our other secret little add-ons will sprinkle in in the new year. <laughs> exactly. But we just, just want you to keep coming back. So we're going to Going to keep giving you little bits and nibbles. That, and we want to do it right. Yeah. yeah. Well, every time I've, I've talked with you all over the past, I don't know, year or two, it's, I've learned something new every single time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an infinite number of new things. Every project faces unexpected challenges. Uh, will you share anything that you can share about unexpected challenges at Ledger and how you overcame them? And then... What lesson is there for our audience in overcoming challenges to uh, their biggest dreams? I don't know if anyone's ever heard of the supply chain. <laughs> I was going to say COVID would be a one word. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. The part I learned from it, uh, we we were fortunate. We had a capital stack where we bought a lot of our stuff very early. Mm-hmm. But that's also how you that's that's how your, I do things. You do, and that's um, where it's like Josh but, is like, the key in that that sentence because most people, while they would have the money, Josh is one of those people who buys right when he knows we're going to use it. So like, like, can I tell the copper story? Like yeah. we bought our copper, which the entire building is, you know, wrapped mm-hmm. in copper. We bought our copper in 2018. It's mm-hmm. great. Like if you go and look at copper prices, go ahead. Just take five seconds. Pause 4. this. 4.25 <laughs> times what we paid for yes. it. I still watch it. I wonder if I shouldn't have. <laughs> no, it was beautiful because it's a natural. It grows the building. But yeah, we, we fortunately did that. So it helped a lot. But we still had things that came up because there's uncontrollable things, switch gear, stuff like that. And I, mm-hmm. I think looking back at it, you try to learn from any hardship you go through. The partners we had, remember how I told you we didn't do it traditionally and beat our subs up? We said, okay, let's do this right and do it as a team. They watched out for us a lot. And even when there was adversity and things that weren't right, having we had Naples as our construction company, who Nick and his team is amazing. They were there with us. We earned that from them by treating them with the respect that they deserved. So I tell people, if somebody, the, the one thing I would take forward is that when you do any project, the people you're doing it with become partners, whether you want them to or not. So you need to treat your partners right because there may be a day you need them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what I would want if it was my children to learn out of it. That's really good. I mean, one of the, uh, th- that's something that I learned starting businesses mm-hmm. is, uh, especially in our supply chain was goodness, uh, you know, we were tiny mm-hmm. and they had lots of big customers to work with. Yeah. And so. I, I always our- say, don't just be easy to work with, be a joy to work with. Yes. And uh, that's something that we have a lot. And we talk mm-hmm. a lot of in, in our offices, like we can do things, but if we're going to do it the right way, it usually c- creates joy. And I don't, Josh didn't mention this yet, but our three core values are do it the right way, 
meet the needs and be good stewards. And so if you think about uh, how often you hear about one, a building having core values or two, them really being focused on doing the right thing, meeting the needs and, and being good stewards, like that's, that's just in our DNA and that's who we are. And so from the same side of, you know, our construction crew is always there and we are always there for our members. So it's, it's a pass through because our construction crew loves and is devoted to the work that they're doing. They let the developer know, you know, they, we let the operations, you know, we let our end customer know. And so it really does feel like a family kind of thought process of we're all just taking care of each other. Hey, okay, something happened here. That's going to really hear. And it, it feels like everyone gets to have, again, a seat at the table. Excellent. Uh, two questions left. First one you really get to define, and that is what should I have asked you that I did not ask? Will there be a better building built in Bentonville? Okay. Should Will be. there be a better hope, building built in Bentonville? I hope so. I can't wait to see it. I love that. I love when people push it and do one above. I love that is because it's it's making it better for everybody else. So I look forward to seeing it. That's one of the things I can't wait to see. Awesome. Okay. So promised one more question. Okay. Either or both of you, tell me a story. Something that represents hashtag because Bentonville. Could be a moment, could be a story, whatever, but something that describes that that really shows the essence of this place. Go ahead. I have mine. No, you go. I think you should. I think when you said that, I think Bentonville is the one place in the world that we are fortunate to have beautiful art everywhere. And you can take a beautiful art piece and put it in a park. And within a week, we'll figure out how to gap it with our mountain bikes and make it into a (laughs) ramp. And it's embraced now and known for that. And the artist, I doubt, had that intention when he did it. But that's what it's known for. That's Bentonville. Nice. I mean, I don't feel like I can top his. I just think that the because Bentonville, it's again, it's this unique space that's really big and really small all at the same mm-hmm. time. And so I would just say that, you know, your Walmart runs are also encounters with business opportunities. So it's just kind of those moments, I think, that create the, the Bentonville essence of we are all in this together. It's uh, NWA against the world. It's not, you know, Bentonville versus Rogers versus... Fayetteville, yeah. uh, we are we are setting out there and throwing our own punches and saying, "Look at us!" And I, I think I I echo. I hope this is not the largest building in Bentonville. I hope this isn't the only bikeable building. I hope that there it becomes a thing where people are like, "Oh yeah, that's just what we do here." That's great. That those are those are fantastic. So yeah, I'm really inspired by what you are doing. I'm ridiculously inspired by it. I'm going to figure out a way to sneak over and <laughs> and, and hang out. Uh, you don't have to sneak. There, we are the coffee shop is open for you. Grab a cup of coffee. Come on in. That you know, book a space anytime you want. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to you know be there, inspired by what you have done, but also by the people who are going to be there working mm-hmm. in that building. So thank you all so much. Thank you, thank James, you for joining thank me you. today. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks to our Bentonville Beacon audience. If you like what you heard, will you do me three favors? Number one. Hit, hit like on your uh, favorite podcast player. The second thing is take a moment to share the show either on social media or a text or an email uh, with your friends and colleagues. And third, come back again to learn more about Bentonville and its leaders and this place where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. And finally, visit BentonvilleEconomicDevelopment.com to see all of our episodes and to learn more. Thanks. See you next time. 
thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. We hope to see you next week.